there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hi, I'm Wendy Zuckerman, and you're listening to Science Versus from Gimlet. So we were on a break working on new episodes for the next season. But then, well, something came up. The numbers keep rising, but not necessarily for COVID-19. Monkeypox is spreading all across the globe, including here in the United States. Monkeypox. 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 This outbreak really got going in early May. It turned up in the UK, but then the numbers for monkeypox started ticking up and up. 11 more cases in England. By mid-May, new cases were being spotted all over. In Portugal, Spain. Australia, Israel and Switzerland are the latest to report a presence of the virus. Eventually, hundreds turned to thousands. Why so many people are developing monkeypox is perplexing scientists. The vast majority of people who have gotten sick are men who have sex with men. But not all. Two more children have been infected in Indiana, a total of four now in the U.S. There are more than 23,000 cases in more than 70 countries and territories. And this all led the World Health Organization to say that this outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. And this disease, monkeypox, it can be awful. Stories of people suffering are being shared all over the internet. We heard some of the worst cases from Dr. Carlton Thomas. He's a gastroenterologist and queer health educator on social media. The pain has been described as a shard of glass corkscrewing up your ass for 10 days straight with no relief or a potato peeler going round and round and round in your ass. Oh, God. This one guy said his penis was so swollen And his foreskin was so swollen around his penis that he couldn't even have urine escape. And he had to go to the hospital and get a catheter put into his penis, which was probably one of the worst experiences of his life, I would imagine. One of my most recent Instagram and TikTok posts is the audio of a guy crying in the bathroom because it hurts so bad. I can't even just cry in the pain. He's got the shower running and he's crying and he's screaming. I'm like shaking. Oh, this is, this is not, okay. God, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. It's just heart-wrenching. And I have pictures and videos that will forever haunt me of how bad this is. Horrific, what people are going through, the amount of suffering and pain. Today on the show... What the hell? Is it always this bad? How is this disease spreading? And how can we stop it? Monkeypox is a virus which science has known about for about half a century. The first case they saw was in monkeys, hence the name monkeypox. But actually, this virus can infect lots of different animals, 
rats, squirrels, shrews. And yeah, you and me. It's endemic in some countries in Africa, and when people get infected, the virus spreads to your lymph nodes, ultimately moving to the skin, where it creates these lesions or pus-filled blisters. And they are packed with the virus, which can then spread this from one person to another. But here's what's really strange. Usually, monkeypox doesn't really spread that much between people. Like in past outbreaks of this, someone got it, generally from an infected animal, maybe spread it to one person, maybe another, and that was it. It was pretty rare to spread from person to person to person like we're seeing now. And one doctor who's been trying to work out what is happening here is Professor Chloe Orkin. She's an infectious disease doctor at Queen Mary University of London. Chloe specialises in HIV care, and a few months ago, she started to see cases of monkeypox at the clinic that she works at in East London. So, yeah, as a doctor who's been working in HIV for my whole career, obviously I could see that this was something that was affecting men who have sex with men and very upsetting. She got to work. And one of the things that she's helped sorting out is to find out how bad this virus is for people. Like those horror stories we heard from Carlton. How often is that kind of thing happening? Chloe looks at the map of where cases are popping up around the world, and she starts reaching out to doctors in those places. And I said, are you looking after anybody with monkeypox? And sometimes they would say, no, but my friend is. And then they'd say, no, but my friend is. And I just keep writing emails until eventually I found somebody who was looking after people. It was the most complex and difficult thing I've ever done. And also the most wonderful because I wake up in the morning to emails from every country, you know, 16 countries, and it just escalated. And we ended up with 16 countries involved and 43 different centres and literally hundreds of different doctors collaborating. Chloe ended up putting together a study of some of the first patients who got monkeypox in this outbreak. It included more than 500 people. They were almost all men, almost all were gay or bisexual. And here's what she found. In some cases, people got these very general viral symptoms like fever, fatigue, headaches. But then there was this big thing she kept saying. What was the most common symptom? So the majority of people presented with genital skin lesions. It could be, you know, in the bottom, it could be on the penis. Around 70% of the people in Chloe's study had lesions around their anus or genitals, but they could be found in lots of places, on their face, legs or hands. And some of them are very, very tiny single lesions, and that makes it difficult because it can look like many things. But in the majority of cases, they look like blisters, similar to chickenpox, and then they become sort of pussy, and then they scab over. That's the normal way in which the lesions look. Chloe says that in past outbreaks of monkeypox, people often reported hundreds, sometimes thousands of lesions all over their body. But that doesn't seem to be happening here. About two-thirds of the people in Chloe's study had less than 10 lesions. But these lesions, they can be super painful, particularly when they're in people's butts or mouths. In Chloe's study, around 100 people, or 20%, went to the emergency department. Well, it's excruciating. They're describing excruciating agony like they've never experienced in their lives. What causes that pain, that, like, incredible pain? Okay, so it's like a deep sore. 
or multiple deep sores. So I'm trying to think of, so you know what, you know if you get a cold sore? Yes. So if you can imagine multiple painful sores like that inside the mouth, you know, which are swollen and open and sort of pussy and, you know, that right going down the back of your throat so that, you know, all of the surrounding tissue is really red and inflamed and painful. You know, imagine it like a terrible sore throat that's so bad that you can't swallow. But monkeypox wasn't this terrible for everyone. On the other side of the spectrum, sometimes people are presenting with such minor findings, just single lesions, very, very minor, tiny little lesions we had, you know, in 10% of people, just a single spot that you wouldn't even notice. Like in Chloe's study, about one in 10 people only had a single lesion. And out of more than 20,000 people in this outbreak so far, only a handful have died. Our next question is how is this thing spreading? There's some talk out there that monkeypox has gone airborne. And we do know that it can spread through our saliva. So could it be floating around in the air, coming out when we talk to each other? Well, a preprint study that got a bit of buzz tested the air in the hospital rooms of 15 monkeypox patients in the UK. And it found that in five of them, virus samples were in the air. And I know we're getting a bit of deja vu here from the early days of COVID, but if this was as contagious as COVID, we'd know by now. Think about it. Some of those thousands of infected people would have spread it to their parents, co-workers. Many were travelling when they got this. They would have given it to hotel workers and other tourists. But we're not really seeing that. And what about surfaces? Well, we know from lab studies that monkeypox can be a sturdy bastard. Viruses like it can survive on surfaces for a while. In some cases, maybe even months. And in the UK a few years ago, scientists think that a healthcare worker got monkeypox from handling infected bed linen. That all sounds pretty bad. So I asked Chloe about it. How do we think about that? Because on one hand, the fact that it can survive on bed sheets, clothes. Yeah. When you tell so, people, oh, it can yeah. survive on surfaces, then yeah, yeah. everyone's like, it could be everywhere. Yeah, and that's right. There's a fear of that, theoretically, but that would be very unlucky, you know, in terms of spread to people who weren't having sexual contact. It was vanishingly rare in our trial. Almost nobody got it that way. Right. In Chloe's study of hundreds of people, they think that the vast majority of them didn't get this through surfaces or just talking to someone. There was a much clearer explanation. Chloe reckons that 95% of the people in her study probably got monkeypox through close sexual contact. 95%. I think if we think about how it's transmitted... It's transmitted from contact, it's skin-to-skin contact with a lesion. The lesions are very, very infectious. The virus is in those lesions. So when they break open, the virus can get into someone else's body, say, through broken skin or fleshy, moist bits, like a mouth or a butt. But it's not just the lesions that might be able to spread this when we have sex. Something else might be going on here. Chloe's team tested 32 samples of semen and found DNA from the monkeypox virus in 29 of them. 
Now, that doesn't mean that it is transmitting that way because we don't know that the virus is infectious and can transmit from semen. But based on other viruses like Zika, once you find it in the semen, it's quite likely that it can transmit. And indeed, what we're finding is we're finding lesions which appear to be at the site of inoculation, like where the, the virus is actually entering the body. For example, if someone ejaculated right into the back of your throat. Chloe says it's too early to know for sure if this is being spread through semen. But big picture, what does all of this tell us? Well, while it's possible to get infected through surfaces, like sharing bed linen or even someone's clothes and maybe even talking really closely to someone. And we do think that three people in Chloe's study and a couple of kids in the US got this through household transmission. Generally speaking, though... Unless you're having sexual activity, you are at you know, very, very, very low risk. Still, though, out of an abundance of caution, if you've got monkeypox, the CDC recommends isolating and avoiding all personal close contact until the symptoms have fully cleared up, which could be several weeks. Okay, next up. If you are infected, when do you start to get contagious and when do you stop? Well, Chloe has started piecing together an answer for this because for around two dozen people in her study, they were able to basically pinpoint when they got it and who they got it from because there was an absolute description of, I went to a party, I had sex with three people. After that, I had no sex with anybody. Five days later, I noticed X. And then I took a photo of it, and then I showed it to the doctor, and then uh, the next day I experienced this, and the next day I experienced this, and the next day I experienced this. And we have some doctors who actually was able to send serial photographs, and they took samples, PCR samples, from the lesions on day one, day three, day five, whatever. So it was quite clear what the evolution was. So with this level of detail, they saw that the average time between getting infected and showing symptoms was about seven days. But it was pretty variable, like the shortest time was just three days and the longest was almost three weeks. And based on the evidence that we have now, Chloe doesn't think that you're infectious before you've got symptoms. As far as we know, it becomes infectious at the time of the first lesion. And that's different from COVID. The bad news is that because some people just have mild symptoms say, only a few lesions. That means that if people have got very few symptoms, they're able to pass it on because they don't know they're unwell and there's no reason to just stop behaving as normal. Right. And then, curiously, in your study, there was this time lag between the first lesion to getting more, which surprised me. It was, on average, five days because you really might miss one little bump. Um, What's happening there? Why is there that time lag? It's possibly the inoculum, the the place where the virus goes in. And then it sort of spreads inside the lymph nodes and then you get subsequent lesions. Oh, so once it hits, so say it starts um, whatever on your arm, once it gets to the lymph nodes, Mm. that's really when it starts hitting the rest of your body. Okay. Once you start getting lesions, you are infectious. When do you stop being infectious? Once the scabs have fallen off. Is it certain that people aren't infectious after the scabs fall off? That's what we currently think. To the the best of my current knowledge and my understanding, once the lesions fall off, you're no longer infectious. That's what we currently know. Right. And then what if in the semen, do we know when it stops being in the semen? 
Yeah, that's really difficult. We don't know how long it lasts in semen and we don't know if it's infectious in semen. So if you've been infected, when can you start having sex again? Once all of the lesions have fallen off. And if you, you know, at, at this point in terms of the semen, I would suggest people use condoms for, for a while, at least 12 weeks. Yeah, that's 12 weeks after the lesions fall off. This number doesn't really come from cold, hard data, but it's what the World Health Organization is recommending right now. And a big question that's been popping up is who's most at risk of getting a really serious case here? At first, Chloe was really worried about her patients with HIV, but she actually found that in her study, for the men with HIV who were taking medication and had their condition under control, they ended up doing just as well as the men who didn't have HIV. But if you do have HIV and it's not well controlled, getting monkeypox could be really bad. There are other groups that doctors are concerned about too, like other people who are immunocompromised, children and pregnant people. For pregnancy, it's thought that monkeypox can cross the placenta and infect a growing fetus. And in the past, pregnant people who have gotten monkeypox have sometimes lost their babies. So experts are watching this super closely. But the thing to keep in mind is that a lot of the data that we have on this comes from a different version of monkeypox to the one that's now spreading around the US and Europe. And we know just generally that that version is nastier than the one we've got. So bottom line, here at Science Versus, we think it's just too early to know how dangerous this outbreak is going to be. We do know that one pregnant woman in the US did get infected and had a healthy baby. Two kids in the US that got this about a week ago were treated and are doing well. We just heard about two more kids that have been infected. We don't yet know how they're going. So here's where we're at. This virus is spreading mainly through sexual contact right now, and mostly among gay and bisexual men. But it may not stay that way. Because, you know, a lot of us have sex. And Chloe says that this could very possibly start spreading fast in straight people. For example, if it enters into the commercial sex worker population, that is quite an active heterosexual network, if it enters into sort of swinger groups, you know, people, heterosexual groups that are having multiple sexual partners, it could spread through those groups as well. It's a disease of humans, it's not a disease of Africans, it's not a disease of gay people, it's a disease that's spreading within the gay community at the moment. And if you get some strange lesion, bear in mind that there's a global pandemic of monkeypox. Now, we've also heard that this virus is mutating. How worried should you be? To find out that answer, you've got to head over to our full episode on monkeypox. It's over on our main feed. Super easy to find. Go into Spotify. You're probably already on it. Search for Science Versus, that's Science VS, and click on the link monkeypox. What's going on? Also, waiting for you in that feed is our interview with Dr. Anthony Fauci, all about monkeypox and why it felt like the US's response here was so slow. It's just a super interesting interview, as it always is, with Dr. Anthony Fauci. So get onto it, head over to our main feed, over at Science Versus, that's Science VS. I'm Wendy Zuckerman. Back to you next time. 